Do you know your funnels from your lead magnets? Are you doing anything to get leads? Are you using funnels? When was the last time you used a lead magnet? If you want to know all of this and you want the answers to loads of questions around creating leads, building funnels and using lead magnets, then this show is for you. Uh, I am joined today by Manmeet Carr, who is just an expert in this and so much, so much so an expert that she's actually working with me at the moment. Although I booked this call um, show ages and ages ago before I was even working with her. But she's a genius. She knows what she's talking about. And this show is absolute dream if you want to know a little bit more. We start the show off with her chosen song, which is I'm a Believer by the Monkeys. And that's the first question that I always ask on my show is why did you choose that song? So without any further hesitation, let's crack on and let's have a chat with my mate. You're such a good singer. I just couldn't match up with that. All I needed was an ooh. All I needed was an ooh. Um, So, very first question I ask all of my lovely guests is, why did you choose that song? I think I chose that song is because I resonate with what the song says, that I am a believer. And whatever I do in my life and whatever, whatever I've been able to achieve is because I believe in it. Before it's actually on my table, before it's actually... Uh, my achievement it's first the belief in my mind and that's why i think that song is about me and my personality fantastic i love it i love it you've got to believe in things otherwise they, they don't they don't happen and i think one of the the toughest things about running your own business is believing that you can do it and um i think when we first start it's sort of like oh i don't really know uh, you get a few customers and they love you and you sort of like think, oh, I am doing something right. Then you can start believing in yourself. But even then it's tough, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. It's because, you know, when that belief is questioned and entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneur, I'm so sorry, entrepreneurship <laughs> is something that uh, doesn't come with a lot of pat on the back. You need to be the one that's patting your own back. You are the one who needs to be believing in what you want to do. And then you go on to convince other people. It's because when you're starting out, not everybody will say, okay, yes, good luck, go ahead. Rather than questioning you, oh, what are you doing? Are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? So I think that belief in the beginning in yourself is the strongest asset that you can have when you're building a business. No, fantastic. Uh, so, so if it wasn't for my wife believing in me, I wouldn't be doing this. I, oh, I, I I just I just I just thought I'll get another job and she said no you can do this you can do this so that that's that's where I am and uh so yeah no absolutely superb um right okay um that you're you're, you're not in the UK are you man mate no I'm in India <laughs> yeah so tell us a little bit a little bit about yourself what you do and how you help people yes so we work mostly with coaches consultants and service providers and we help them with the number one question or the number one thing that all of us needs is leads, generating more leads. And we work with a three-step framework, which is about uh, gaining the confidence and the trust of your user, then getting them into your system. And that's not enough. Once they are into your system, nurturing them and eventually leading them to a point where the client can have a conversation with them to convert them into a sale. So that's what we do, point-to-point -point, uh, marketing for our clients. Fantastic. How long have you been doing that, Mammy? I think four years. Yeah, I said I think is because I began this, uh, you know, soon after my marriage. So I was just calculating how many years. So it's been four years. <laughs> so, so you've been married four years as well? Yes. 
Absolutely superb. So I'm going to dig into that a little bit. But first of all, um, I love I love being nosy and finding out what people do on LinkedIn. So um, what is it you love about being on LinkedIn? The one thing that I absolutely loved about in LinkedIn is that it's still the platform that gives you the organic reach on the basis of the quality of your content. Because today, if you pick up any social media platform, I'm sorry to say this, but the organic reach is close to death. You need to put in the money into paid advertising to get more leads or to get more traffic to view your content. But LinkedIn today is by far, till now, the only platform that if you put out a piece of content, it might not reach 200 people, but the 20 people that will see it are going to be quality people and it will reach to those 20 people organically. Today, if I put out a content on my Facebook business page, it hardly reaches anyone let alone the number of followers on the page. So the organic uh, capability that LinkedIn gives me is the one thing that I absolutely love about it. No, that's brilliant. So, okay, having said all of that, some people are absolutely going gangbusters on the other platforms because they're paying for paid ads. Surely that's better. So uh, we do pay that. That's one of the services that we do give to our clients. Our main offer, as I like to call it, is the candy offer is Facebook advertising is because, like I said, even if we put out the content, if we do not use ads, we will not be able to get people in. The idea here is what kind of ads are you running? If you are running ads for a time sensitive. I think she's saying if you're running ads for time sensitive uh, products and services, then uh, that's that's where it's going to work. But the, the problem is. If we start paying for ads, then we want to see a, a, a return on investment. We, we lost you quickly there. You were telling us about time-sensitive stuff. Yes. So I was saying that uh, when we run time-sensitive ads, let's say I have an event coming up or let's say I'm uh, launching a course or a program and I'm only running ads for that. So that means I have limited time at hand. That means only 45 days until the launch of my program. I can only run ads for those 45 days. Versus I run ads all the time for a specific or uh, I, if I say generic offer that can get people into my system. For example, if I were to uh, run ads for you on Facebook, then I would always run ads saying that get the free LinkedIn review opt in here. I would never run that the workshop is happening or this particular thing is happening. We will get the people in and then whenever whatever offer you have, then sell it to them. So if you run time sensitive ads, then there's a lot of money up there because you need to do it in a particular time. And that's the kind of ads I suggest. And the conversion happens through the emails when you make a connection with your audience and convert them into a sale. Yeah. So so what, what you're saying is, is use paid ads to get people to know you. And then once they know you, you build up that like and that trust and then sell to them. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. In a nutshell. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And, and therefore, the cost per ad is cheaper than if it was by this course that's happening on the 1st of December. Yeah, excellent. No, I like Absolutely. that. I like that. Absolutely. We're going we're to we're dig into that as well. <laughs> um, so do you use other social media then? You've, you've hinted at, at Facebook, but do you use any other social media? 
Yes, so as an agency, we have to deal with all kinds of social media because it depends where is the audience of the client, where do we need to market the client. So we use all these social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube as well. And of course, LinkedIn is something that I've been actively pursuing. TikTok is the only platform that uh, we are not using. Apart from that, we're using all the major social media platforms. Okay. Can I put you on the spot? Oh, <laughs> let's see how I do. Yeah. <laughs> Which is your favorite? LinkedIn. Okay. Oh, you, sure. you, didn't, you didn't even have to think about that, did you? Yeah. Did you? <laughs> and I'm not saying this is because I'm on a LinkedIn show and we're live on LinkedIn. I genuinely mean it is because I see the kind of nurturing the connections. And as I said, the organic capacity that LinkedIn gives me is one thing that is everything has become commercialized and monetized on all the other platforms. YouTube is still a little bit there with the search engine capacity, but then the premium features have come in and uh, YouTube is also monetizing with all the influencers, always, you know, marketing something. I think LinkedIn still has value, still has uh, a little bit of originality left. So that's yeah. why. Yeah, I, think, I think what I like about LinkedIn is because when you connect with somebody, you actually know that they're real. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're, and now they're bringing in the verification as well, which is amazing. Um, it only seems to be anyone connected to America, um, but but they're bringing in that as well. So you actually know that it's a bona fide person. Whereas on some of the other platforms, I could just be fifteen minute guy. I could use a a, 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 a Bitmoji or something like that to to show who I am, and I could Absolutely. just be a face a faceless entity. Whereas on LinkedIn, you know who I am. You've, you've seen me on my paddleboard. You've seen me walking my dogs and all those sorts of things, playing my guitar, et cetera. And so, so you know, you've like, this guy is real. So, yeah, superb. Um, how much time do you spend <laughs> on LinkedIn every day then? I mean, one hour, close to one hour. Just, just one hour. That's it. And, yeah, okay. So if okay. I have to talk about my own profile, that would be one hour. But cumulatively, a lot of time because we do work for the clients as well. So every client, 30 minutes would be like, you know, into the number of clients we work for. So that's the kind of uh, time. Not only me, me and my team together spends on all the social media platforms. And LinkedIn, uh, the number of profiles that we are dealing with. Brilliant. Okay. So do you get business from what you do on LinkedIn? Yes, we do. And I would say that uh, I have never seen LinkedIn as a direct platform to give me business is because I feel and I know you do. I've heard you talk about that a lot, that people work with people. We are all in people business. So what I look on LinkedIn is building connections together and building uh, that thought process together to understand if what you want to do and what your product is about aligns with my marketing goals or not or what my agency does. And what my agency does, does that align with how you want to market your product or not? And then the conversation builds from there and eventually go into business. But I think the first step is uh, building businesses about building connections. And I'm definitely able to do that on LinkedIn. Oh, fantastic. That's that's brilliant. Excellent. Um, OK, so this agency that you run and you, you help people with leads, I'm talking to the right guy today. My name is Leeds. Um, so so that's awesome. Um, but we, we need to we need to let people into a little secret, don't we, as well, because um, I think we booked this this call well before I started working with you. But now we're working together. Um, tell everybody what we're doing. 
So we are uh, working on the Zendler site and Ashley right now has a platform that has his workshop and slowly and gradually we'll be shifting the entire site onto the new platform that we're working on and hoping uh, for a better result and better user experience. That's the goal. It's all for the people that, you know, uh, utilize the platform. So we are hoping for a better user experience. No, absolutely fantastic. And uh, so and we met on a funnel workshop. So if I'm listening to this and I don't even know what a funnel is, come on, explain that to us and why why we should have funnels, please, and me. Okay. So a funnel is that how a user comes into your platform and then interacts with you. So if you want to get business from someone, first, what you need to do is you need to gain their trust and confidence. Before I actually come to you and I say that, uh, for example, Ashley, I have this a tree of fruits. Would you like to buy from me? You might not invest money immediately. What you would tell me is that, okay, can you give me a piece? Can I taste it and see how sweet it is? You would take a small piece, you would taste it and then tell me, okay, this is good. I would like to buy it. So that piece of fruit is like a funnel. You give me your email address. You get into my funnel and see who I am, what my credibility is. Why am I worth it investing money in? What do I bring to the table? What my community is about? What my case study is about? So actually you bring the person into your own world. So in simpler terms, I would say a funnel is bringing a person into your own world so that they can become a paid customer. Brilliant. That, that That's a great explanation. I love that. <laughs> and so um, we're, we're, we're in town, there's a, there's a fudge shop. They sell fudge. Do, do you know what fudge is? Yes, yes. Okay. So um and, and and every now and again they put little they this someone stands outside and they got little, you know, you can try a little bit. That's absolutely perfectly explained. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I now see the benefit of having a funnel. Where do I start? And do I and do I need something like New Zenler to do that? Okay. So I think even before we get to the platform like Neozenla, it is more about that what is the kind of problem you can for solve for your customer. So you said that, you know, now you've understood what is a funnel, but where do you start? So I always give this example that if you have to go to the first floor, you will start from the staircase step one and then slowly and gradually you'll go to the step 10. There is no way in the world that you can jump to the step 10 and then you're on the first floor. You have to go first staircase, second staircase, third staircase. So whatever your offer is, whatever your bigger problem is, for example, uh, since uh, we are on this platform, if I take your example, if your promise is that I'll help you build your LinkedIn and I'll help you become a personal brand on LinkedIn, that's our first block, becoming a personal brand on LinkedIn. But where do they start? The first is having an optimized profile so they can be visible. That's the first staircase. And if you are able to give them that free of which you're already doing, but when you know you give them that first step free of cost that optimize your profile and become better visible, now they've got a taste of it. They've already come into it. So I would say once you have thought that you're going to do a funnel, think of a topic, think of a problem that you can solve. And that has to be like one tenth of a problem you can solve because once they get a taste of how you solve the problem, they definitely want to go up and they want to reach the first floor. So decide what is the one tenth of a problem that you can solve and then start preparing material around it so that people can get connected with you. I love that. That's, and that, that's so simple you think about you think it is, is in, in set of staircases um emma is listening you, you, you can actually pop round and watch this live if you want emma she lives in sidmouth she knows roly's fudge so a big shout out to roly's fudge <laughs> it shows it shows the marketing works doesn't it 
Okay, so um, I'm just trying to think of something to really put you on the spot now. Um, so say, say I sell software. Okay, so my, okay. My, the, the, soft, the software I sell um, is tax software um and yeah. accountants need it to run their business how would i get a, 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 a an accountant into my funnel if i've got some tax software what, what would you suggest okay so this has really put me on the spot because Sorry. i don't <laughs> but that's what you wanted isn't it yeah absolutely absolutely because so, so I, I know you work i know you work with coaches and, and, and people like that yeah so do you want to um, give us an example of somebody that you actually do work with? Because that, that would that would make more sense. Because a lot of a lot of business owners do that sort of work. So go on. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll 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 take that spot. Well, I'll go ahead bit. and try that. I'll go ahead and try and answer your question first because uh, I would want to try new things. So I think if somebody has a software and then trying to get accountants into the funnel, then what I would suggest is the first uh, thing is that an accountant would like to get business from people to file their taxes is what I understand. So now an accountant can have a kind of a lead magnet which can talk about how to save your taxes up to 50%, even if that's possible, depending upon how that person is working on. And that's the software is going to have this lead magnet because they want to get the soft, uh, accountants in. So now the accountants are doing a lot of manual work, sitting together, piling up the sheets. Uh, a lot of users have three, four accounts, putting everything together. So this software can have a lead magnet, which can say that uh, this software is going to help you put all the accounts of your customers together. And once the sheets are together, all you have to do is you have to do the filing, all the desk work. All the paperwork is going to be done by the software. And if you want to try it, get a seven day free trial. Now they've tried it for seven days. Their work has been reduced. They're able to serve more clients. Right now they had these accountants had 10 clients and manually doing everything. They were able to make, let's say, you know, uh, $500, for example. And now using this software in 10, uh, in seven days free trial, now they are able to make up to $1,000 and serve more clients. And now after seven days, they would definitely want to keep using the platform is because they are making more money. And that justifies them for uh, justifies the accountants to pay for the software as well. So they've easily got people in for free. And even if they cancel after seven days, they have their email address. That's the golden asset they have. You can keep marketing, keep nurturing them until they unsubscribe or become a customer in a right way for sure we don't have to be pushy there's no pushy sales happening here but until either they choose to go with some other software your competitor uh, change their careers or they unsubscribe that's the only thing so i think this could be a sort of thing that could happen yeah brilliant no, well well done you well done you <laughs> so so hang on we're talking funnels and now you've just mentioned something called a lead magnet where does that come in then Okay, so uh, what I would uh, explain this is a lead magnet is actually if I, you know, break it and do it like a five year old kid, a lead magnet is that you're actually attracting someone towards you. It's a magnet and you're attracting that lead towards you. A funnel is only a landing page where a person comes and boils down to the thank you page and then boils down to your email list. So they're going one step further into your world with every action that they take. But a lead magnet is something that is actually attracting them 
into your funnel, into your landing page. Because if I put a simple landing page and I'll say, hi, I'm Anneet Kaur, come give me your email address. Nobody will be interested. But if I say, hey, I'll teach you how to get leads in 10 days, they'll definitely opt in. So that 10 days is actually the lead magnet that's attracting people. And the landing page becomes my funnel, which is one step into my world every time they take an action. Okay, so, so right. So I need a lead magnet that attracts people to my funnel and then my funnel pushes them down to buy yeah. and and that that so so i guess the key thing is finding a lead magnet that actually works isn't it yes okay yes. so so it, it's it's got to be something of value so so my lead magnet is i will do a profile review for you um yes. what what other lead magnets have you seen that let's let's do the bad ones first what what what's a bad <laughs> example of a rubbish lead magnet then or sorry good example of a rubbish lead magnet go on <laughs> I, I cannot recall any lead magnet examples right now, but I'd like to start with saying that the best lead magnet is, is the number one question that your community or your competitor's community is asking. Now, for example, if somebody was your competitor and they were studying about you, what you're doing, and they were about to start, so they know what is the number one thing your community is asking on your profiles. That's the kind of best lead magnet. When you put together a lead magnet that doesn't really resonate with what people are asking or what they want answers to, that lead magnet is not going to work. For example, uh, if I give a bad example of my own lead magnet, if I can put on a landing page together and I can say that get 100 leads in uh, one week and, you know, people might opt in, but they will never go down the funnel is because I'll never be able to deliver on that. 100 leads in a week might be possible through different ways might be possible through you know some practices some tools but those are not quality people those are just numbers putting together so false promises is a bad lead magnet i would say and anything that doesn't answer a question to your audience is also a bad lead magnet now that is fantastic i love that um okay so i know the i know the questions that that my, my audience are asking so i create a lead magnet um do i need more than one lead magnet Absolutely, because uh, your audience could have like, you know, we talk about different personas and audience can have different personas. Like currently I'm working for a female community where I was trying to understand that what is the kind of lead magnet I can put together for the female community. Now in that as well, we can have two personas. One is people who have already started a business. So the lead magnet for them will be different. The lead magnet for them could be how to scale a business in 30 days. But then there is another persona which can say, uh, which is that they've not started yet, but they aspire to do. So how to start a business in 30 days? It's the same lead magnet to begin with, but the word scale and start, that one word makes the entire change. And having different lead magnets is also a great idea because the truth is the first lead magnet you create might not work. You'll create the second one, you'll test it. You'll create the third one, you'll test it. And then you'll see that where are the opt-ins coming in from? For example, there's this one client we work with. They are a weight management coach and we have different lead magnets for her. We have a weight management ebook. We have a um, cookbook that is 20 recipes put together. And we also have a sedimentary life uh, where people are sitting on the desk, how to do you know, some movements uh, ebook as well. There are three to four ebooks. But we have seen the top of the list is always the weight management one. People always enroll into that because I think they're looking forward for a healthier life. 
So you put together lead magnets on the basis of as your community grows because you would grow as a person. Now you have new things to say. So keep putting them together and see where are the maximum signups and opt-ins coming in. No, I think that's absolutely superb. And, and, and the, the, the platform that we're using, um, New, New Zenla, I'll be able to go in there and see which lead magnets are working the best and then I can tweak them and, and, and delete them accordingly. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can make changes anytime. You can see the number of... Actually, in New Zealand, you can also see how many leads have come in. When you send an email to that lead, what is the open rate? What is the open rate between two email magnets? Which are the emails people are opening more? Which is the lead magnet people are resonating with more? And then you can make your own decisions. And that also helps in offer creation. If you already have an offer, but you want to optimize it, these replies, open rates, opt-ins, tell you that which offer are people more interested in or what is the add-on that they would like to see in your offer. Yeah. What's what's the biggest problem that people have creating funnels or, or lead magnets? What, what, what are the biggest obstacles that you see in, in the work that you do? I think there are two biggest problems that people find when they're creating a lead magnet. One is that they are stuck on the topic that what do I create the lead magnet on? And the answer is very simple. Whatever is off, whatever your offer is, like I said already, whatever you want them to buy, just give one tenth of that as a lead magnet. So you'll be sorted there. Second, people forget that they have to nurture the lead once the person is in. They bring the person in and then they're sitting in the funnel. They would not wake up one day and say, okay, I'm ready, take my money. You need to convince them to invest in you. So I think that is what people forget about, that the nurturing has to happen for a customer to pay to you. So in that funnel, keep reminding them what you do, keep giving them value, keep giving away top tips and help and things like that. Yes, absolutely. And I think apart from uh, giving value and apart from telling them what you do, I think one more important thing is that I highlight all the time is your story because your story is going to tell them that how credible you are to offer to them. Uh, since, you know, we are talking about, I've been taking your example, if people come in and they don't know about what story it is, how did you start? Why did you come on LinkedIn? And how you've built your LinkedIn? Because we are the best, best case study for the people that we want to work with. If we are not able to tell them that how did we do it, they won't have that trust and credibility. So we need to tell the story to the customer. Okay, this is how I did it. These were my pain points. And trust me, I have walked the path. I know the thorns. I have also seen the roses. And I know what's coming ahead. So trust me on the journey. And then once they know your story, then tell them, okay, now are you ready to work with me? And they'll be at least 80% more warm and 80% more sold before you actually go and tell them. When you send that email, are you ready to work with me? They're already sold. They were waiting for that email to come from you. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> I could talk to you all day. You're an absolute font of knowledge. And, and, and Please come to India. Yeah, yeah, I'd, oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. I, I have been. I have been. I have been. We did. We did the golden triangle. Just uh, take uh, one uh, more trip. I, yeah. I, I'll post you this time. Take one okay. more trip. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll we'll make we'll make that happen. Um, how 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 can get how can can we say it? how can people get hold of you, my mate? Okay, so we are on LinkedIn, on the LinkedIn show. Please send me a connection request. I'd love to speak to you. Send me a DM, and I would love to chat more and see how can I contribute to your growth. No, absolutely fantastic. And um, look, 
she's brilliant so you, you do need to have a chat with her um i've got one more question for you but before i do that i'm just gonna uh pop over to next week and uh give a little um, a, a pro properly international this month uh, so india this week and next week uh i've got uh kellen ann um she's going to be coming in and telling us how to wow uh, all the way from the us of a so um if for you you're you're quite late in the day um, but poor old Kellen Ann, she's going to have to get up super early to come and have a chat with me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good luck. Good luck, Kellen, on that one. Um, OK, so my last question um, for you is. What advice would you give your 16 year old self? <laughs> I think I would say that don't think much. Just keep doing it. The future is ahead of yourself. So just keep doing it. Just keep at it. Love that. That's brilliant advice. <laughs> oh, my mate, thank you so much. Namaste. Um, and thank you, for, uh, thank you for joining us on the show. Um, and Sanju thought it was a lovely session. So uh, fantastic. Thanks ever so much. Thank indeed. you. Uh, cheerio to everybody. Uh, thanks for watching. And uh, I'm going to go down to the fudge shop now. Bye-bye. Here we go. Another podcast in the bag. I've been Ashley Leeds. You've been wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more, then please subscribe and I will see you again another day. You can find me on LinkedIn if you want to catch up. If you fancy being a guest on one of my shows, I do live shows on LinkedIn twice a week, but I also plan to do some real podcasts uh, where we just do audio and probably record it to go on the YouTube channel. And we can talk about absolutely anything in those. So whatever you want to do, get in touch. And thank you for listening.